This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. We have a lot of listeners that are, uh, um, you know, say sub 2 million. Right. Um, I mean, we, there's a big number, but there's a, a lot on here listening to try and learn new things, learning from the contractors or learn, you know, and, and you guys know I'm connected to a lot of the big players, uh, have them as customers. And sometimes that's not relatable. Right. So we can, we work with, you know, all of us on here have varying sizes of businesses in the contracting space that these listeners are, are in and we have solutions for them. So kind of our rule of thumb at, at Rhino is, we kind of know what our size model of our company is basically because I understand what that, you know, where that company's at at 3 million. But these guys that are say two, these guys or gals that are 2 million or less, like just trying to get things going, right. They've got, you know, their newer businesses or they've got minimal brand equity, right. What is, what is your guys' opinion on the best thing to go after when you're of that, when you're of that size, because you know, you got, minimal budgets, you know, you've got cash, like cash flow, you got to be cognizant of, you've got, and the little things that you do spend have got to work. So for some of these smaller contractors, like what are the things that you guys think they're best for them to focus on to help them be successful? Well, what are you, one yeah. of the things, go ahead, go ahead, John, I apologize. I don't want to. No, it's okay, man. I, uh, I'll, I'll lead by saying, I think that some of the smaller guys should start with the lowest hanging fruit, really just to, build their relationships, right? Network like network like monsters, figure out how to do more offline tactics that might be more cost effective, door hangers, yard signs, so on and so forth. Kind of build your way up because if you are spreading yourself too thin and you're jumping into digital and you think you can play with the big boys too fast, you will get cannibalized and you will burn out and you will, you know, be running on fumes and you'll have a bad experience in digital. So for, for me, it's like start small, build your book of business, nurture your customer, customer database, just monetize all your previous customers and just start to organically blow up. And then once you hit that specific number, go full force. Just an add on to what John said is, um, I mean, it kind of implied in that. And I think John might have said it directly, which is, you know, everyone is loves working with the uh kind of the startup company where the owner is involved in the day-to-day, the owner might be the one who's coming out and kind of pitching you. And there's this commitment to deliveries, you know, customer service, getting on the phone when something goes wrong and taking ownership of it, making it right. And, and of course that creates this flywheel when the business is small, where the referrals start coming in and all of a sudden you, you know, you're up 3 million, 4 million, you're growing. And then you can start investing in some of the uh, sort of traditional advertising, but Never, never lose that that commitment on the service delivery side. I mean, customer service and service delivery is marketing. You know, all the reviews, your reputation is marketing. I mean, I'm sure you guys have had clients where they come in, they've grown to a particular size, they've got money. And so they turn, for example, the pay-per-click dial, and all of a sudden the reviews, you know, go from you know, 4.9 to where it's like going straight down next door is getting blown up with, you know, I would never do business with this company. They used to be great. So maintain that vigilance, you know, of the startup and service delivery. And that, that applies for all of our businesses on the digital marketing side as well, because growth can put tremendous strain, you know, on the things that originally made you so attractive to do business with. Eric. 
trying to be polite by raising yeah, my hand. Yeah, you're the only one. You're so well behaved. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- yeah, I think when you're when you're young and scrappy like that, you have to um, take advantage of, like they said, the low hanging fruits, the the, the low cost, no cost uh, avenues, is what we call them. Um, like you, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be hiring an agency to do the, the stuff that you could probably do yourself while you can before it scales. Um, so yeah, no, obviously if you're going to hire an agency, like don't I mean, hire them to do your, your SEO. Yeah. You need to, you need to be doing your SEO, hire an agency for that and for your website. Um, but you know, you can be doing so much free stuff out there, like building your personal brand on social media. Um, you know, if Facebook's free. You can have your own personal profile, which works way better than a business page. Like start your personal profile and build your personal brand so that when people think of heating and air, plumbing, electrical, they think of you, they think of that character, that personality that they see online. Um, And then um, another thing that people don't realize is that you can get um, media attention for free through your local news. Like if you do something good, call the news station and say, Hey, I just donated 50 hams to the food bank. And there's a free backlink to your site. There's some type of press coverage where you're not paying for an ad spot on the news, but you're getting instead some organic traction kind of to your website, to your business. Easy one. Yep. I mean, there's so much like social media is a, is a such a good tool to use. And if you genuinely are like, like I think the ham story is a good one to use, <clears throat> you know, as long as the intent, as long as the intent is right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that matters because, yeah. because if you legit doing like, I think you guys mostly know this about our business, even as big as we are today, we still, we still one day a month, everybody takes the day off on the Friday and they go and do community service wherever they are, like everybody. And we do that at scale as we've gotten bigger. And that's because part of our core values is giving back. So the intent, the, like the, the integrity behind it is, is legit, but it is like anybody can do these things. And when you go and do them and you share the story, don't be afraid to share the story and, you know, in, th- in the thought process of like, Oh, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to let everybody know all the cool shit that I'm doing. No, the thought process is, is yeah, but who could you encourage to do more of these things because you just did it and shared this place because people ask us all the time. I didn't even know that place was a place you could go and do, you could go and serve at. Do it all the time. It's great. And it doesn't cost us. Well, I mean, in this instance, it costs me the owner, you know, uh, uh, salaries, but the reality is, is like, it, it, you can do that as a business owner. You can go and donate for free. Go, go, go use your truck to haul floats and parades in your local, in your local communities. Okay. There's some free advertising as well. You know, it would be good though, when you're small, I didn't, I didn't do this enough with our business, but it would be good as the owner to sort of ask yourself, you know, when we're 10 X this size, you know, what would be helpful to put in place? John said something that I think is critical. There's so many small businesses where the they might have one CSR, you know, it's like the owner's sister or yep. brother, whatever. And they're not getting the email from every single person that inquires, whether they closed or didn't close. And then, you know, the kind of the existing database of emails, that's the sort of thing that, you know, it takes a little bit of engineering to get your office team, like everyone on board with grabbing the emails, putting them in a database or a spreadsheet or whatever. But, you know, flash forward three years from now, someone who has a robust database like that, I mean, that's going to be your top performing in terms of, you know, cost per um, when you when you have these things like, again, your, your list. Um, so just sort of thinking again down the road, like, yeah, right now you might, it might be best that you do it as the owner because you have time and the business isn't that big. 
but just start asking yourself, I mean, we use EOS, or at least we used to use EOS, uh, the entrepreneurial operating system where, you know, you sort of think about the business X years from now and sort of think about what the organization would have to look like to support that. And again, like that doesn't mean do it right now, like actually start filling in the boxes. But I will say there's this balance when you're small of like, of doing the things that you can do, the low cost things, kind of getting your hands dirty, but you do have to balance that with sort of working on the business and thinking about, okay, when I'm doing 10 times as many jobs a day, a week, what is this going to have to look like? What system am I going to have to put in place? Who does someone need to be responsible and own that, that one thing? I think it'll really help folks if they start thinking about that now, as opposed to trying to dig the foundation you know, once you're trying to put a second and third floor on the house, it's a little hard to go back and, you know, bolster the foundation. You know, if, if I, can, I think Gary's got a thing, but go ahead, Gary. Well, yeah, sorry, Matt. I know no, no, I no. Uh, this, the grill marketing, you know, is probably a 1980s book, but it still applies today. So you're talking about job site signs, but knocking on doors, networking. Um, I've done two startups in HAC. iMarket was a startup. So no customers, no revenue, and you know you you build a network. So all those tactics apply. But one that is probably that we didn't talk about that I think the smaller guy oftentimes overlooks and thinks, oh well, only Kenny Goodrich at Gettle can do this, or you know, uh, you know, a Turnpoint or you know, a, a, a wrench group is the tuck-ins. You know, so an acquisition tuck-in it doesn't require a lot of money and capital to acquire a database from a smaller business. So if you're a $2 million company, that's the model that you put out on the table. Um, you certainly have some capital to be able to ask the question, well, do I want to spend that on marketing digital or do I want to go find a customer list that I can monetize that's a smaller business that maybe that person's retiring or they got ill or whatever, whatever the reasons are, there's a million reasons. And, you know, and get 800 or 1,000 customers that now you can put into your marketing funnels. Now I can hand that to Matt, you know, or Ben. And as an agency, the agency has a little something to work with. So I think a lot of times the smaller contractor is afraid. They haven't done it. The financial models scare them. And I think as a unit, you know, we would be happy to help those guys figure that out. It doesn't we're not they're not spending any money with us as an agency at this point, but we're helping them figure out how to actually grow to a scale that at some point, maybe they become one of our customers. So just just a thought. So sorry, Matt, I apologize. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. I was just going to add, add on to that real quick. Um, I think at two million dollars, that company hopefully has some stuff figured out. And they're trying to turn a corner. I think one thing we can all agree on and talk about is the uh, explosion of uh, business coaches that we've seen over the last couple of years um you know and what i would tell people when i have uh when i when i have clients that go, want to go from two to three to four to five um you know call volume is cannot be the answer you know what are you doing on your side of the fence how are you what are your efficiencies and i recommend if you if you can find like if you can find the right marketing company if you can find the right business coach that's going to help you. I think at $2 million, you just have to start looking at a business coach um, and getting these efficiencies put in place and these processes put in place. Because if you don't, you're going to $2 million, you want to go three to four to five, your marketing uh, company is not going to be your number one answer. And you're, so that's not going to work out. It's impossible. Unless you're really, really, really good and you don't need a, a business coach. But a lot of these guys who are a chuck in a truck, they need that organization. And we kind of work in unison with the right business coach and the right marketing that that uh, trifecta of business owner, business coach, and the marketing company done right uh, can really 
you know, get you where you need to go. Well, there, uh, Matt, there's also nothing. I mean, you think about what we're doing right now. I mean, again, a bunch of competitors talking and who, you know, some of whom know each other because we've reached out, you know, with various challenges or opportunities and wanted another ear to kind of talk it through with, you know, when Chris calls me or I call Chris, there's no exchange, you know, monetarily, but um, we're helping each other. There's nothing that stops the $2 million, $1 million, you know, company from calling, find a company in an adjacent market or three markets away or across the country and just reach out owner to owner. I mean, if I could go back in my business journey and do one thing differently, it would be setting aside, you know, half a day a week to just literally calling up CEOs, business owners and bending their ear, you know, on whatever my, my challenges. I mean, that you, you can get anyone to answer your call almost uh, if you just reach out. And so I'm not, I'm not opposed to, um to, to business coaches, but I would also say that, you know, the power of peers um, just reaching out, you can build a relationship where you don't even have to pay for it. You do have to, you know, kind of ask some questions to understand, you know, is it a, a worse version of you that you're getting advice from, or is it someone that you aspire, you know, to be like? Ben, I always ask on the Facebook groups uh, if they'll post their income statement along with their advice for revenue. And <laughs> no one so bites. Far, we're open. Yeah, it's a tough one. Chris, Chris you got to be laughing. I'm, yeah. I'm always like, well, okay, that's interesting advice. Where's your income statement? <laughs> yeah, I I always love seeing Gary's posts because he just he's got zero fucks given. He just get just gives it like they need to hear it, and yep. it's good. Um. Well, guys, so I want to uh, I want to go into this next topic, but I appreciate all that information, and I do agree. You know, especially with how much information people have at their like fingertips right now to get and learn from, like podcasts, you know, and or or peers. I'm a big fan of connecting the dots. Like I get a lot of text messages from people who are customers or, or who even aren't customers and just saying, Hey, I'm 5 million. I'm trying to get to 10. Who can you connect with? That's 10. Perfect. I love, be, I love being able to do those things. And I have a lot of options. Just like if you're listening now, and I'm sure there's a lot of our own customers that are listening, reach out to any of these guys guaranteed. They got the same people that they can connect you with that are of that size that can help you too. And then uh, also, you know, I don't, I don't really see any of us like promoting coaching with the exception of Gary, because he is a great coach is um, I only ever push who I believe in. And I only believe in them because I've seen what they've done with multiple customers of ours. So I, I only push somebody and recommend somebody if I know definitively that they've done a good job. And I also think that varies. That also varies at certain sizes. Like I have different people for different size businesses. So we all have those connections for you. And a lot, so, so you don't want to pick up the wrong, I use air quotes, coach who is an influencer um, or whatever they might call themselves, but really have they run or been sold, you know, sold for a $10 million company or a $20 million company or a $50 million. I don't know. So be thoughtful, but ask your digital marketing partners because more often than not, they've probably got somebody that they're not pushing out there in the open that they know that you could go to based on the size of your business. Um, guys, I have to segue into this because we probably only got like 10 minutes to go. Okay. You guys cool for 10 more minutes? Give me a head nod. Perfect. Okay, good. Sweet. So I, I do want to, um, and guys, we have to do this again too, right? Like we should make this a thing. Um, where we kind of hit different topics that we have and bring up. And then I'm also going to start a text message group with all of us. So that way we can kind of do this thing all together, but I want to finish with the, with the whole chat GPT conversation. And so um, I don't want to gloss over the fact that the listeners might not know what the hell we're talking about. 
Um, because even though it's in our world, they might not understand what it is, or maybe they're hearing some rumblings about it, or I can't remember who it was that just brought up the Google bar thing. I think it was you, Ben, but, um, or whoever it was, but this is a thing, right? And it's just another thing along the, you know, for those of us who've been in this business a long time, it's always something else in this world that we're chasing in the digital marketing space. It's never not a thing. So some people get nervous and freak out. Um, what's it going to do? Is it going to take over? Can I now do even do contractors even need digital marketing companies? We've got chat GPT. Um, I hear these things. I'm sure you guys hear the same things. I see the posts in the groups and people were messaging me on the side because they didn't want to ask questions and sound stupid. So I thought, let's just bring it up and talk about it because I do think in a sense that we are still all kind of learning a little bit about it. We have our own um, pers- you know, perspectives of what it is or isn't. Um, I typically tend to see the good in these types of things and try to figure out how can I take this and enhance what we're already doing. Um, but this is kind of a good subjective conversation, right? Because none of us know for a fact anything other than it's here and it, and we can use it and, and, and how's the best way that we can use it. So this whole chat GPT four thing is like scary good. It's good. I mean, you can, you could draw on a piece of paper and have it code a website for you, what that website looks like. It's kind of crazy. Now, how good is it coded? Don't know. Like, will it actually rank? Don't know. Like who knows? But that's why I wanted to open up this conversation to you guys. Cause in the whole AI wars, we've got the the chat GPT, we've got Google Bard, and we got what Bing Chatbot or whatever the heck they've got going on. But the reality is, is it's here. So, what do you guys like? I know that Ben, um, Mike Wilson, and I, who's um, um, I'm not sure exactly if Mike is now the CEO technically or Mike's if he's the president. The, uh, Mike's the president. President. Yeah, he oversees all the day to day. Right. Yeah. I, I, Mike and I had great conversations, kind of about this whole like world. But I open it up to you guys. Like, what's your thoughts on this? What's this going to do to to what's this going to do to the digital marketing space that contractors like? If, if um, I think it's important to bring it out there because if your marketing company is ignoring it, then maybe that's a red flag because we got to understand what it's doing. It's, it's part of the world. So what's your guys' thought on all this and, and, and like coming into our world, like get, give it to me. Like, I, again, I'm, I'm setting you up for success because I'm saying this is subjective. <laughs> We're all still figuring shit out. So there's no wrong answer unless you're saying, nope, we just avoided it. So, but what's, give me the, give me your guys two, two cents. I'm, I'm curious to hear it. SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. I, I say four words, tech enabled, people powered. In other words, use things like ChatGPT. Your digital marketing team should be using things like ChatGPT, AI, machine learning, processing the data, data models. But I think for now, this is a real, sounds stupid just even saying it. You got to have have people involved. I think part of the analysis is who are the people like, if you think about it, like from an owner's perspective, um, you know, you're hiring partners and, and so what are their capabilities, you know, on the data side, if someone was hiring blue Corona based on my credentials on data, 
you know, I don't know that that's the best decision that, you know, that they could make versus say Dinesh uh, Demija, who's our CTO. Um, I fed some of the questions that you had asked us, you know, to think about, I fed them into ChatGPT. And I, if I could have coded up an avatar to just talk a better looking version, you know, of me, I guarantee you would have been impressed. I'm like looking through the answers going, how the hell did this thing spit these things out? But again, but it really is about the query that you give it. So if you fed in, like, what are some things a business owner needs to think about when hiring a digital marketing company? That's different than if you said, you know, a home service company, you own a home service company and you're looking for a digital marketing company to grow your business and increase profitability, you're going to get a much different output answer. So I think the technology is ridiculously powerful. I mean, I, I remember call tracking and dynamic number rewriting, you know, in 2005, <laughs> four, that was like a total game changer with tracking advertising. And and really probably what enabled, you know, companies like ours to to kind of launch off. And uh I think this is has every bit of the um potential for that. But the the final thing that I'll throw out there is it does have the potential. Like Chris, you mentioned Mike. I had a conversation with Mike Wilson about this, and it does have the potential where people are blindly plugging things in and taking the output and popping it up on their website or putting it into the ad or making decisions about it um, without evaluating, you know, the um, validity of the information. Because it it does spit out some really um, amazing things, but it also spits out some things that are amazing for the wrong reason. I mean, you look at it and go, how in the world did it arrive at that, <laughs> you know, output? Bad. So really cool, but a little bit scary. Terminator 2, we've all seen it. <laughs> We had to start training time. now because the machines are coming. Humans had a good run. It's been good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Hey, real quick, just on Ben's comments. So we're obviously using it for productivity enhancement. I think that's that the people have to be looking at that. So, you know, we might be able to do six times as many blog posts that we used to do with one writer. Um, but it still has to be humanized. Ben, to your point, I mean, the stuff that comes out isn't necessarily going to be SEO friendly. It's pretty good though, so you got to do that. But we're we're also, uh, Chris, we're not just using ChatGPT. I mean, we've got probably six different AI platforms that we've started working with that are inside this business that support the how does the human being interface with what do we do at the client level. So. I think at some point, you know, um, strategy becomes our game and the work productivity and the workflows probably move to the tech. So I think I think it changes our industry. I think it changes what we're going to be doing. If we have this podcast two years from now. I, I bet we have a whole different set of answers about how that utilization you know, got deployed. So um, we're, we're definitely employing it and we're definitely hearing well, I don't need you guys anymore. I don't, I can write my own blogs through chat, you know, GPT. Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with the SEO tracking on that as Google decides to minimize your site, but you know, don't, don't listen to us. So anyway, I'll let the other guys respond. looks like. I had my hand raised. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Amazing. Eric, Eric the only, was the only polite guy here. Eric. Eric was yeah. the student. Eric was the student that sat right up front in school. Right. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I got, I won the, uh, the support, uh, superlative for most talkative, um, and two years in a row in middle school. And now I host a podcast. So it's funny how, works out. how it all works out sometimes. Um, man, AI is, it's exciting. Like if you're not at just at least tinkering around with it, like I would encourage you just to go do so. Like when you're, when you're sitting on the toilet, instead of watching TikToks, like open chat GPT up and just like tell, tell chat GPT to write you like a nursery rhyme or a bedtime story in the tone of Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Like it, it's pretty amazing what it can do. Um, so what, like what we're doing with it around here, at least is, you know, like the, the last two gentlemen have mentioned is just for productivity sakes, like you can go in chat GPT and say, write me 10 social media captions about the importance of spring AC maintenance. And it's going to be like one, two, three, just boom. So instead of having, you know, someone sit here for two hours writing social media captions, now they can spend that time working on strategy and making sure that, you know, the, the big brain power that we're paying them for is being put to use rather than them spending two hours writing Oh, the top five reasons why you should just call me for your AC tune-up. So, or, or Eric taking all of the uh, stuff you guys have ever posted with the data and the results. I don't know if people realize this. You can attach data and upload it into the system, and you can anonymize it as much as you want, and it yeah. will sift through and pick the um, and pick the winners. I mean, yeah. you can do it. You know, humans do that stuff all the time, but the people that do that are expensive and it still takes some time to drop everything into the statistical software and pull it out. ChatGPT, yeah. you know, you're using thousands of servers and it happens in a second. Yeah, it's right. unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely would say like the contractors don't see this as your way to, um, you know, say, I don't need your, my marketing company anymore um, because, yeah, you could go in there and have it pump out 10 blog articles for you. But at some point, Google's going to police the internet. Uh, these search engines are going to police the internet and they're going to get sick of seeing the same content on every single website. Um, so there, you know, there is still always going to be the human element to it for sure. Uh, but it, it definitely presents an opportunity, you know, for just efficiencies in your business and, and just the ability to, if you have writer's block or if you have, you know, you're stuck on something to be able to generate new ideas for you. Processes. Uh, What's up, Matt? John, did you want to? I didn't want to jump in front of John, but John, do you want to yeah, add on that? Jump in, man. Jump in. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's very, very fascinating. I, I've dabbled with it quite a bit. I mean, you made a joke earlier on Mr. Crypto. I, I try to get into early adoption and understand it. You know, I'm an old guy in a young man's world, right? Trying to trying to stay relevant. But GPT is fascinating, or LLM, or language learning models, or whatever the case may be. Um, but sometimes I liken it, we're all like sitting in an audience and, and we're getting sleight of hand razzmatazz, we're all going, ooh, ah, and then we go home, we're like, wait a minute, you know, what about the, the phrase usage? I mean, that's the big thing right now. Um, but I think ultimately it does help, I mean, uh, content, but I, you know, I, I'll say something here, you know, and you guys are probably, I'll put it on the record, I bet you a high domain authority directories will have more relevance very soon than content. I don't think content's going to be king per se. I don't think the 2000 words on your homepage are going to be relevant as it used to be a year from now. Um, but I do believe, uh, you know, brand reputation and service is how we focus on our clients. You, you can't uh, GPT that. Um, and I think that's going to be the future. So 
you know, to Ben's and, and Gary's uh, point, you know, use it, but the, you know, humanize the brand, the reputation and the service part of it. Um, that's what's going to carry businesses when they maximize their experience with AI. And moreover, I, the only thing that I worry about as a full service agency, what, you know, chat GPT-4 can do now with web design is, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, it almost instantly they can design a website and get it 96% there very, very fast. They don't have to get it to 100%, but, you know, so I, I, I what does that look like? web design and content down the road. I think I think Gary touched on this earlier though, like when the client's buying a website, I mean, in one sense, they're not buying the website, they're buying a result. And so like getting the tracking in place and kind of configuring things in the way that, for example, you might know that it needs to be configured. I mean, I think it will definitely change some of the work. I mean, if I was someone that just codes up basic landing pages, I would start to diversify my skill sets yesterday. Same thing with like people that write content. I mean, I've never quite understood, you know, people who really hunker down on like, I'm a content producer or a copywriter. I mean, I just, I would always be nervous that my job is going to be, you know, sort of outsourced first to another country and then, you know, to machines, but like a, a an ad copywriter or someone who understands data persuasion, um, someone who can produce multimedia you know, assets. I think, uh, Matt, you you touched on something that we didn't really talk about in this, but um, I'm sure you guys have seen this. Strong brands have lower cost per lead, lower cost per acquisition, higher click-through rate. I mean, I mean, building a brand takes time. It costs money in, in, in a very real sense, but it does have, um, you know, um, unbelievable benefits. And it helps Google kind of sort out the cesspool of the web. I mean, it's just, it's so easy, like the, the, the authority having a brand and an authority. Um, and so to the extent that your content helps establish you and, and promote you as an authority, I think it's good. But, you know, when content can be just be churned out by the machine, then as the business owner, I would be asking myself, like, what could we do to add more value? What could we do to be seen as the local expert? What could we do to be, you know, the most trusted um, you know, and, and Gary mentioned like strategy, our work ultimately is like kind of constantly rethinking, how do we, how do we get that for the client? The, the tactics will continually change. And, and in many ways, the more they change, the more invaluable we are. Because again, if you're running a company, you don't have time to sit in the office and just kind of envision all the different ways to, you know, do what we're supposed to be doing on their behalf. So I, I don't know. And I think this is a great time where a lot of service providers are kind of looking left and analyzing ChatGPT and different AI models, and they're fascinated by that shiny rock. I think it's a huge opportunity for us who, who are laser focused to stay the mission, to double down on our brand, to build a, the most innovative team we can, and know that it's all going to make sense in the future. You know, we know it's inspiration for content. We know we can certainly streamline a lot of things, but I think while a lot of people are looking left, I do think we need to just constantly talk about building the greatest business possible because a lot of people are are not focused right now. Yeah, it's solid. I, I, I will say these two things and then we'll, we'll, we'll close. I'm, I have to two part this thing. It's that long. I think we're getting now closer to like hour and 25 minutes in something like that. Um, 
but this is great content. It's good to hear. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in to hear how your guys' thought process is versus, versus mine. Cause I've really kind of looked at this thing as a data analysis win for us because it allows us to analyze things faster and do more. Um, and it's really, you know, I think we have 19 people on our SEO team and, and my, my thought process, process immediately goes to, well, how can this just enhance it? Like, how can it enhance it and make us do more and make it, what can we be like? It's just testing it. The whole, like Matt, to your point, coding out the site, if it could help my timelines legit get faster, which is where I get my ass kicked is timelines, man. I certainly would love that. The, but the way I always look at these sites are like a website to me is a conversion tool period. I don't give a shit what it looks like. As long as they like it, it looks good. It's like they, they, um, they're proud of it. Great. That's what I want. I just want it to convert. Right. And so ultimately it is every site that we build is, is, is custom coded. Everyone is custom coded. So there's no, we don't use templates. So it takes a little bit of time, but always the biggest pain point is these freaking timelines. Right. And how can I get it to launch quicker? Cause everybody wants it soon. So if it can legit do that, man, and it can spit this thing out quicker, uh, and then you can just use some of your devs to essentially um, like just QA it, make sure that it's, it, whatever is done is clean. Like it is a big win for us to move a little bit quicker, which is a massive win to the contractor as well. So there's something in there and I'm anxious to see how it all, all plays out. But I agree with you too, John, on like, it's no different than in 08, 09 when shit got weird for the um with the with the economy downturn and and we started our businesses in and they were exceptional because it was another avenue that they could take that there wasn't an avenue before or that most were afraid to and then you hit uh the you know 2020 2021 the pandemic shit and same thing like all of our businesses got really really busy then because we are all still laser focused on we know our industries and we doubled down i mean shit eric grew his in that space at probably the perfect, the ideal time and to begin to get into the space and grow it because there was so much demand for us. But those of us that knew the industry well enough, were comfortable to just double down and stay in our lane and kind of, and hammer away at it. This is no different. This is just, again, like I said, how do we utilize another tool that's come up that, you know, I, I think about, Hey man, Google's technically probably going to find a way to figure out like, Hey, I don't really like this cause it's not mine. I got a Google bar. Like what can I do to maybe disrupt that? Like that's how it makes my brain think cause they are still a competitor, right? Like, so what are they going to try and do there? I don't know. Just subjective, but whatever it is, what can I use that feels safe that I can go and now AB test the shit out of it to find out what's working and how to make us better. So that's kind of where my, my head's at. And I want to finish with this last question because um, you guys brought up brand and I am a hundred million percent on board with brand equity has never been more important than it is at this very moment. And if you're like yeah. listening to this and you say, man, I got a shitty brand right now, I'm sorry, but that's not going to change unless you do something about it. Okay. So that doesn't mean you need to have a rebrand done. Like if you feel good about your brand, great. It's got a good brand story. Great. But what are you doing to actually put it out there? I'm not talking like straight digital marketing. Like you got to do shit to push your brand. They got to put it out there. Like, so, you know, the general digital marketing piece is lead generation. Are you, what are you doing for branding? But this is the thing that's probably bugged me the most. And I've got great relationships with branding companies. Okay. But I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but, but if you are going to do a rebrand, all right. And, and you, you're changing the name completely. Be, be <laughs> cautious and ask a lot of questions and check with your digital marketing company when they suggest that you change your domain name completely. Don't just assume that you have to do that. Okay. Because then 
what happens? You start, this is not the time you want to start from scratch. So I think a lot of, a lot of people mistake what big publicly traded companies do. I mean, you guys have all seen like the publicly traded company that completely changes their name from X to Y and they change the domain overnight and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, again, if you are using someone else's money, which is increasingly, you know, it's less common these days, but when money was free and all these unicorn companies popped up overnight, you know, again, you can do crazy stuff like that. And SEO implications, lost leads. I mean, it's like, again, they're just throwing money, you know, at this uh, flashy, you know, we went from, you know, this name to, you know, this name and this cool new domain. But if you're running a local company and it's your money. Um, yeah, I would go back to what Chris was saying. I would be, you'd have to make a ultra compelling case. Um, for why you need to change. And then if you're going to change, you you better be go through that process hand in hand with a digital marketing company partner, you know, that understands SEO and and kind of all the steps that need to, to be taken. And you still are going to have a, um, there's still risk that goes with it. It's not yeah. like when you do all the redirects that all of a sudden is one-to-one. Right. No. You know, perfect. So yeah. gaining trustworthiness with Google is not overnight. Yeah. And good luck with that. And all hands better be on deck. It ain't easy. <laughs> I think we all done it, and it's it ain't easy. Yeah, man. And and the the sucky part about it is like one, you 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 hate it for the contractor because you know what they're about to go through. And the second shitty part about that is it's somehow going to be falling back on on our fault, right? Like I didn't tell you, the performance sucks now because we are starting over. Like what it don't matter who you go to it's the same we're all going to deal with the same shit like but people don't understand they get wrapped up in the ooh this is cool i got to change my brand and they look at the at some of the brand stories that are out there and there's some amazing ones that yes some of these brands perform at a very high level and help with conversion rates and they're like they do exceptionally well but are they starting from scratch because if performance is going to dip or fail and it will if you had any sort of like ranking whatsoever, you're going to feel that. And you better hope that you can sustain that, you, that you have, you've built a good enough, a strong enough business and have enough cash flow to sustain that, or you have a plan to sustain that. Otherwise, you could have a real negative impact. Who cares how pretty of a brand you have? If you put that fucking billboard in the middle of the ocean and nobody sees it, who cares? Hey, Chris, back in the 90s when we were doing the service experts consolidation roll up, we were a public company, so Ben is right on point. We had public money. Uh, <laughs> I think we were run rate $650 million. We had about 245 operations. I bought a lot of those companies. We had $350 million in debt and maybe seven or $800 million in cash on the balance sheet. And everybody wanted to change the name of Peachtree, you know, in Atlanta, Georgia, which, you know, had an incredible brand equity. I think they had like a 30 some percent, you know, top of mind awareness in that market, which is insane. That's in huge. huge. I mean, that's an insane number. AC Donaldson had like a 35 percent top of mind awareness in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a little bigger market today than it was back then, but still. And everybody said, oh, no, we got to go to service experts. The arrogance of that decision uh, crashed and burned basically, you know, one of the, really what was a 16% EBIT company at the time, you know, so you think about that, that's a pretty healthy business. There are very few businesses even today that are at that level, 16% on 650 million, but it only took 
one quarter for that to change the operating income of that company because leads just quit. People just, they would call up and they'd be like, well, who's service experts? I'm reaching Peachtree. And they would just hang up. And so lead counts just crashed. Uh, you know, it was, it was a class, it was a, it, it's a case study, really. You really like, so I, what I'm offering you guys is anybody that's in your customer base that needs to hear that story, have them, I'll do a call with you. I'm not gonna try to take your customer. I just wanna tell them, <laughs> please just don't do that. Like think really carefully about that whole process before you make that adjustment. Um, because your name isn't Coca-Cola or Verizon or AT&T uh, or IBM. You know, you're ABC plumbing, heating and cooling. So anyway, I, I it cost me personally, just personally, six million dollars. That's what I lost in that stock transaction when that went like that. So I have a pain point on that. So I'm I'm <laughs> helping people not lose that kind of assets. You know, in other words, uh, I never had it, but I lost it. So there I, it is. I hear that pain point as the waves are crashing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Best virtual background in here, hands down, Gary. That's chat GPT. That's all fake. Yeah. I'm telling <laughs> guys, love it. Love it. Guys, we are an hour and a half in. I'm going to go ahead and shut this one down. I appreciate uh, all of you, and I appreciate, you know, again, you guys giving me extra extra time. I think Eric's got to catch a flight, so I'm sorry, bro, if you got to run to your plane. But, um, the uh, you know, good conversation. Um, like I said, you know, I have a respect for each of you guys, and and and, and sometimes each in, in different ways. And some of our relationships are newer and older, but all the same. Like we all want the same thing. Like I said, our Northern Star is the same, and that is we genuinely care about helping the contractor grow. Um, and so we share in that. And and if that's truly who you are as a human being, then I want to be a part of that circle with you. And like I said, we you know knowing that, and even for all of our listeners, like Gary, you say, Hey man, I would like to just help the contractor, you know, um, have them call me. I know like you're saying that, but that's where you're at. Like that's where I, I, that's how you've been. And that's why I've respected you all these years is it's been a give, 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 give type of thing. And, um, and I'm all about that, man. And that's the whole point of this podcast was to use that tool because we were having to say no to so many people to be customers that we could use it as a tool to give back at scale. And yes, it was Gary V that talked to me into starting the podcast. So, but it, the, the give back piece was legit. It's true. It is what drove me to actually do it in the first place. And so it's cool that I got to be able to do this with you guys. You know, like we haven't seen this before in our world, like where we've brought together like a group of like us of competitors, you know, when everybody thinks everybody wants to talk shit about each other, we're not those people. Like we legit put the contractor first, you support one another, we're abundance mindset. And that's what I like about this. And so I was excited to do with this, with this, with you guys, because we could go have beers and do this, or in, in some of our cases, bourbons, like I like bourbon, but we could have these conversations, you know, and, and it's just normal conversation, right? There's no competitive. I don't have a feeling like, oh my gosh, one of my customers is going to listen to this, then switch to one of these guys, because if that happens, they're going to call me and tell me <laughs> that that's what's going to happen. But <clears throat> My point is, is that I appreciate you guys, man. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for what you guys do in the industry. Thank you for being part of the good guys. Um, I'm grateful for that. And, uh, and to our listeners, you know, the hope here is that you learn a few things that maybe you were questioning or that you've, you've run into before. And that you also know that I mean, any one of these dudes are going to, if you reach out to them, will tell you what you need to know. Like whether you, you want to hear it or not, they're going to tell you the truth about what you need to know. If you're considering going with another company, with, with them, with me, with anybody, it doesn't matter. 
they'll, they'll shoot you straight because these are the good dudes in the industry. So I appreciate each of you. And, and real quick, I want to make sure that I also share, um, just for you guys, give me your time too. Um, I just learned that Ben had a podcast I didn't even know about. Um, so if you have, secret, I know secret podcast. it's a secret podcast. And now I, now I really want to hear it. Now I've got FOMO. <laughs> um, so I know Ben has a podcast. I know Eric has his podcast too. Uh, I'm not sure who all has what, but, um, real quick guys, just share your, your podcast that you have in case, if you want to share it. And then that way the listeners know and can tune into it. I'll raise my hand. Uh, my, my podcast is called smart HVAC marketing. Um, we typically put out an episode every single Wednesday and you can actually find it by uh, going to hvacpodcast.com. Uh, I'm not married to that domain name, by the way, Chris. So if you want to buy it, I'm all ears. <laughs> um, yeah. So hvacpodcast.com will forward you to the right place. I wish mine was easier to find, but ours is growth stories. And, uh, you know, we interview business owners, not just, you know, blue current clients, but business owners, industry experts, entrepreneurs, you know, people that have grown businesses that have scaled and, you know, they share lessons learned along the way, trials and tribulations. The audience are, you know, small business owners trying to grow and kind of going through the stuff that we've all, you know, experienced. So I think you can find it if you just search growth stories with Ben Landers, I'm sure it'll come up. Last, yeah. now, but last but not least, I, uh, Mine last launched about two months ago. It's called Home Service Greatness. You can find it on Apple and everywhere else. Home nice. Service. See, I didn't know that was one either. <clears throat> so brand new, man. All right, up well, and coming. Basically, Gary, I feel pressure. We need to start a podcast. <laughs> no podcast here. Sorry. You see, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, guys, happy happy to join your podcast if you want me. Yeah. Yeah. The Matt and Gary show. Gary's tapped out. He's like, I don't want to do any of that shit. You see where I'm at right now? Good for you, I'm man. Trying to- Chris, they keep dragging me back in. <laughs> it's that entrepreneurship, man. It just gets you. Well, thanks <clears throat> for doing this, Chris. Yeah, man, you're yeah. welcome. Thanks for having us, Chris. Yeah, I'm, thanks, I'm, Chris. You're welcome. I'm grateful to be able to be in a position to do this. It is cool. Like same thing with the podcast. I've known so many of these contractors for so long, and it just made sense to bring them together, kind of like with the Rhino Xing that we're doing. But these podcasts are fantastic, and I've listened to, um, I've listened to Eric's podcast. I've listened to a few of them. Um, typically when I'm traveling, John didn't know you had one. So I'll have to listen to one of yours and Ben just told me. So, and then Gary, now I got to get you on as a guest, man. So I, I got to have you on as a, as a single guest. We'll do that. But I appreciate each of you guys. Um, again, thanks for being good leaders in the industry. I appreciate you. Uh, and to our listeners again, hopefully this is helpful, man. It's the whole point about, you know, this, don't be afraid to flirt around to chat GPT stuff while you're on the shitter. As Eric said, you know, to mess around with it, <clears throat> um, use it, take a look at things, ask the questions, <laughs> dig into the right, finding the right partner, make sure they're asking your goals. You know, if you need a, a good list of questions to, to ask a digital marketing company, guess what? Go to chat GPT and ask that, but then make sure that somebody double checks the answer. So that way you're asking the right questions, you don't screw us over. So <laughs> but I appreciate each of you guys keep kicking ass, keep being a good representation of the industry. And to our listeners, I appreciate all you as always, please go on and leave a review if you would. And if, if you want to mention any of these guys specifically, I love being able to share that with the guests when they're on here too. That's like a really cool reward for me. Um, but I appreciate you guys coming back and listening over and over and over again each week. I'm, um, I'm humbled by that. So as I always say, we gave a lot of information on these podcasts. There's a lot of stuff that you can look at. There's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of options in the digital marketing world. There's a lot of, you know, good companies. There's some shitty companies. Um, but the worst thing you can do is nothing right? So you have to do something to continue to move your business forward because there, there's complacency has no vacancy. Okay. So 
You don't have to do everything, but you got to do something. No zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.